Hi, good evening, everybody. We'd like to welcome you to another episode of Coffee with Friends. This life stream may discuss trauma of all sorts to include all types of abuse. Viewers and listeners may find it unsettling and triggering. The guests on our live streams reflect a diverse set of values, morals, and ethics that may not reflect the morals, values, and ethics of the Misfit Amish. If this live stream causes you distress, please seek support from your trusted folks and qualified mental health professionals as needed. With that being said, I'd like to welcome James. Good evening, James. We're How you here. Doing? Say hello. Oh, you got a copy. You got a whole yeah, copy. Girl. Wow. So tell me about your new book. Okay, so it's called Long Lost Friends, and it's available on Amazon. Mary will drop a link for us. Um, it is about, it's a fictional short, short story about uh, vampires and uh, a little-known facet of the Amish that we call Brauha or powwowing or hexing, and what you would think of as witchcraft, mysticism, and um, a curious footnote in Amish, Amish culture, I would say. Very curious. Very, very curious. So, so yeah. I, I, I'd like to start out, Mary, and ask you your experience with Braha or powwowing. Like, like, when did you find out about this aspect of our culture? When my mother and my grandmother were fighting about it. <laughs> it's very, it's very controversial, even, even within our communities. It's, it's a controversial thing. Um, my family uh, are Swiss Amish. And so they were familiar with powwowing, which... I guess another, a more general term for, for powwowing would be faith healing, uh, Christian faith healing. Um, however, it is controversial. It's not practiced across the board. It's really sort of a hangover from our ancestors in Europe during the medieval times, I would say. So my story, um, again, is fiction. It's a comedy. I am serving you a beach read this year. That being said, the subject matter is sort of framed in this historical aspect of, of what exactly hexing is. And um, we don't like to discuss it because it upsets the tourists. <laughs> <laughs> We can't well, make the tourists mad. <laughs> well, I mean, like, let's let's be real. Like, if you start talking about, like, faith healing and stuff like that. Um, so we would have we would have this thing where we would have a nail clipper on a chain and we would put like herbs on or vitamins on somebody's hand. And if it went to the left, we would like not take it. And if it went to the right, watch, just, just watch. <laughs> if it went to the right, 
then we would take it. We would add more. You're, you're getting sleepy. You're getting very, very sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's this whole thing. There's this whole element of it. And then there was also the the part where people would lay on hands and stuff like that, which when you start studying witchcraft or paganism or something like that, what you'll find out is that there's a lot of ritual embedded within Amish culture. Absolutely. Amish culture is extremely superstitious. Like yep. I've, I've written about it before elsewhere, but um, like I, I can recall whenever a bird hit the window, my mother would say it was a death message. And oh yes, like, yeah, and then like later that day, a, a buggy would pull up, and we would be told that somebody had died. And this, I mean, every time it was insane. But what's interesting, Mary, is like last year, I remember a bird hit my window, and I didn't get a death message. So apparently, it's an Amish only thing. Apparently, <laughs> it only works if you're actively in the church, James. Okay. That okay. would explain it. <laughs> like another part of it is, is there's a whole ritual that that is done by some Amish. And like James said, this is not across the board. This is just, it's, it's unique to some Amish. We're looking at you, Berks County, Pennsylvania. <laughs> We're not saying a word about that. We're just saying unique to some Amish. We're not, we're not, we're not calling them out. We're just saying some. Anyways. But there was a whole ritual that would be done if somebody was pregnant to figure out, like, if it was the the gender of the baby with Ooh. the light with the oil light on the floor. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And then, like, there is also this whole thing of of using herbs in ways I just I don't even know how to explain it but it overlaps with like paganism witchcraft mysticism all of that yes it's this is really true good. and and uh are you familiar with the the book um long lost friend powwowing um it, it's a book that's quite famous in a lot of Amish circles it's basically a, a manual or a handbook on hexing. Okay, yeah. it, it's we available on um, online yeah. if anyone's interested. But uh, it, yeah, it, it basically um, lays out lays out the uh, the things that you need to do to hex someone. You're just going a little too far now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, you know, and I actually, when I was, um, I was researching Amish hexing, when I wrote the book to see what content or how, how well this is even known. And honestly, it's really not. I think there was a documentary on a case in Pennsylvania where there was a murder due to someone attempting to hex someone. It happened a long time ago. Um, again, this is Pennsylvania. I think the documentary's on YouTube, um, but really there's not much out there on Amish, on this aspect of our culture. And I'm not sure if we're moving away from that or if it's still pre as prevalent as it once was and people just continue not to talk about it. I don't know. 
I don't know either, but another thing is, is like seeing things like there would be all of these stories like of, of like people seeing things like demons and stuff like that. Yeah. Of demon possession. And then, of course, there's always the exorcisms that go with it. Yeah. But I think if people really just understood that there is this element of superstition that comes along with being race Amish, it could be helpful. Because like you were mentioning the bird, there were some other things too. Is there anything else you can remember that were signs? Well, yeah. Well, first of all, I, they actually practice hexing on me. When, uh, because of my disability and my parents, when I was very young, like four or five, took me to a doctor and they said, there's not much we can do. Da, da, da. So they took me to a quote unquote faith healer in Pennsylvania, possibly Berks County. I don't recall Lancaster area for sure. Um, and this man, um, hypnotized me. Um, first of all, he was not Amish, but he was, I guess, plain. <clears throat> he was an elderly man. He had kind of like shoulder length, white hair. Um, he was really famous because I think my parents found him through the budget newspaper. Because they were not familiar with what we would call hexing, but they could get in contact with someone that was and that could practice this or faith healing or... Um, whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, but so, yeah, we went out there and this guy hypnotized me. I remember him doing this thing and um, I can recall him putting eggs on, like I was seated in front of this coal uh, stove and he had like hot coals in the stove and he put like these eggs on it and they would start popping. And he would like, he would like start reciting Bible verses and putting more eggs on and on the stove and he was chanting this and that and reciting Bible verses. And it went on for probably a half hour. And, um, I don't really, I don't really recall what happened afterwards other than walking out to the van or, or, uh, where my parents were. I don't recall what he really said to them. Um, However, uh, it did not, it was not effective. I was not healed from my disability. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. However, however, um, I, I can imagine that uh, my parents were also not healed from their wallet after his fee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Sadly, like, I feel like sometimes there's people out there who kind of prey on Amish people with that in a way, because maybe they're doing things just for money that isn't necessarily going to work. Like you had an injury that caused you to live with a physical disability and the doctors had said, you know, there was nothing they could do. And so then instead, like, desperate parents go around to these people like chiropractors is one um, that we had 
Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. in fact, like you talk about going to an, a a faith healer or what, whatever you want to call them. Um, I was taken multiple times to an Amish chiropractor or a faith healer. Like I was taken to both of them. Like when I was really little, it's funny that you were taken to Pennsylvania because I was taken to Indiana to an Amish doctor there. I can still tell you the name and everything. But it was so weird. It was so weird. And yes, the whole thing, the whole thing. And of course, there was a fee. But anyways, so why why did you want to write a comedy about the hexing? Well, as you know, Mary, um, I like to push people's buttons. And, you know, um, our culture really does need some pushback. <laughs> And this is a subject that really, um, really isn't discussed. And, you know, um, it's curious because obviously it still goes on today. Obviously, um, it's going to go on. But I wanted to sort of just take a look at it and um, see where it came from and, um, and uh, you know, frame it as a kind I wanted to write a, a, a book of like a, a short story. Um, I, I've always been a very big reader, as you know, and um, the the books of W. Somerset Mom. He wrote a lot of wonderful short stories, like really, really, really short short stories that have like a twist ending. And I always really enjoyed his his stories. Um, other writers, Nathaniel Hawthorne, he wrote some some very good short stories. <clears throat> Truman Capote wrote some really beautiful short stories. So I've always really admired the uh, art form. However, as you know, poetry is my first love. Um, and so the last few years to do something different, turn, me, turn my creativity in a different direction, work on some fiction, you know, the book before this was about a gay Amish sex worker. So, uh, <laughs> and that was also a comedy in a slightly different way. Um, this is more of a satirical book. Uh, it's funny. Um, but yes, the, the subject matter itself is um, is the, the, the focal point of my book. And it's, and it's a, a subject, I think, that needs to be discussed further. Well... So I want to point out that there's a very interesting link between like the healer that I went to, the Amish doctor guy that I went to, that I was taken to as a young child. Um, I would have been under the age of seven, by the way. But um, I want to point out this. There's a correlation between what he did, which is like your, um, you're talking about this whole thing of, how one person will have so much power in the book. You're talking about that. Like this man had the power to have people give me specific amounts of herbs and stuff like that and tinctures and all of those things, which kind of also crosses over into kitchen witchery. And then you you wrote this book where you're talking about it goes a little darker than that. A little darker. A little Wouldn't bit. Wouldn't you say? 
like when you have the the vampire threat and <laughs> and talking about that and how, what the response is, I can only imagine that that would be a real response. Like that felt real. Yeah, you know, bef before uh, the, the the early Anabaptists, you know, in medieval times, you know, it was wild back then, and misinformation was extremely common, and. During that time, there there was a major vampire scare in Europe. Um, it, it was just like you know um, the equivalent of today, something going viral. <laughs> and so our ancestors bought into all that—the superstition, the um, the the hexing. I I mean, um, this this is what this comes from, though. Is during that time, um, he, people practice that, and it they brought it across the ocean with them to America. Are you saying that it's kind of like, you know, it's been in there for generations? Okay. That, I, I, I mean, would also- It has been, but- yeah, 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 no. And I would also point out that the, that some of the Native Americans, uh, accused the Amish of basically hexing them, of cursing them um, when they arrived. Um, you know, uh, this there is that aspect of Amish history where um, we're, we're colonizers. We, we, we took Native American land away. Um, we did. And uh, yeah, uh, we, the Amish today are not interested in any land back hashtag land back movement. Um, and frankly, I think that the Amish church owes the native American community reparations. Uh, they really do. Um, but, but that is neither here nor now. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And it's not really what we're talking about, but it does kind of play a, a a piece it's a piece of the culture um what would you say like have you ever heard of the amish healers who like can lay hands on people and draw out like their pain or their fever mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah um i have heard of it and also uh, i think it's discussed in that that book that i mentioned the the hexing manual <laughs> um it's very strange. The customs are very strange. A lot of it is reciting Bible verses. Um, I actually included one of the hexes in my book. Um, so um, if anybody wants to try it out for themselves, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, um, I had some, I was being taught how to do like massage to like take away people's pain and stuff like that like so i'll just say that i received that kind of training as a child just i don't i don't really want to talk about it though <laughs> but yeah. it's very interesting that one of our listeners brought that up yes yes uh, a few people know a few things um you know, if if you were if you were watching this and you are Amish, you are a member of the Amish Church. Chances are, you know one person that practices Frauha, hexing, powwow, and you know one person. And if you don't, 
you know somebody that does. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Somebody. There's a big chance. Because, like, I, I would say, too, that there's some Amish communities that are very well-traveled, like, and, and they go from, from community to community, and they visit each other, and they have a large, large group of people that they are acquainted with. So very possible you might know somebody mm. and I wouldn't even say that it's necessarily something to be afraid of just it just is right like we don't have to be afraid of like like you said like the the bird flew in the window and died and then there was later that day somebody came in with a buggy and was like oh somebody died right but mm -hmm. then outside of that like sometimes that doesn't happen there's like certain things about crops. There's certain things about vegetable gardens. I can't even remember all of them. But there's yeah. a lot of things that tie into the superstitions that I grew up with. Right. Um, some of it I feel is passed on to the next generation. And maybe, maybe we're losing some aspects of our culture here and there. I don't really know. Um, like for example, uh, my my father, uh, although he moved to Michigan, was from Bern, um, and I remember when I was very young, we went to a big gathering down there, and it was very late at night, and uh, they had a, a yodeling, a Swiss yodeling, and you know it's these very ancient relatives of my father that you know got this from just a few generations ago from you know when they were still in Europe this was passed down but today you know their great great grandchildren probably can't yodel or you know uh, things get lost right. um okay yeah uh re responding to the comment dunkard mary we've never had a dunkard guest on plain rainbows no we haven't that's we need to fix that. I don't. Where's know. our gay dunkards at? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I I don't know that I've met any. And you know, dunkard brethren are just they're they're yeah cousins. yeah. Like the Hitterites are our cousins, and the Mennonites. Right. I right. Mean, the Mennonites, though, we're really apostates. Yeah. <laughs> The Mennonites are getting gayer every day. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I'm just saying, did you know that... This is totally off. <laughs> did you know that MCUSA had a split recently? Looking in people's eyes to heal. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I wonder where that comes from. <laughs> yeah, I'd really like to know where that comes from. Or maybe that's just something that was passed down from his family. Because, like, in my family, mm -hmm. we have very specific ways. And like I said, I was introduced to Braho by my my oven and my grandmother arguing about it. That's mm -hmm. what introduced me to it. I was very small. Like, I, yeah. was, I was probably five years old. Mm hmm so maybe it was just like, I don't know, maybe that was part of the reason why it was like, oh, Mary, do bistrush grot beat it. Oh, I'm not going to say her name. But uh, she used to tell me that over and over and over and over again. You're just <laughs> like your grandmother. Okay. 
It's a great compliment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but... um. He looks at their eyes and then what their conditions are, what they need. Does it work? Who knows? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure that, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm a healthy, skeptical person now, okay? <laughs> and, and sarcastically, I just like to say that I just feel like that sounds like a legitimate scientific method of treating people's ailments. <laughs> Just kidding. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. You want to know something else? Yeah. I actually have in writing some content about an Amish guy who does, who says he's like a doctor. And some of the things he does is he like, cuts off people's like if they have a lesion or something he'll straight up cut it off stuff like that which gets into like practicing medicine without a license mm -hmm. and it kind of like there's this whole crossover between where you have you have the what do you call it the you use the word, James. I can't think of the English word right now. Superstitions. Superstitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have a, you have the whole crossover between the superstitions and then like it goes into like faith. You have like the, the hexing, the straight up mm -hmm, hexing mm -hmm. and the straight up like practicing witchcraft. And then you have the the faith healing, and then you get into like the chiropractors, the Amish chiropractors, who by the way are not licensed chiropractors either. And yes, I went to see an Amish chiropractor too. Did not help. Not my, anyways, I digress. But then it goes into actual, like doing actual medical treatments that they shouldn't be doing or like dentists. They'll have like Amish dentists sometimes. So there's like a, a whole line of like different things because sometimes we might have an attitude that is like, well, what do the doctors know anyways? Yeah, they went off to medical school, but the Ishtava the Javi Salas. I'm just saying. Hinda says, if y'all want to do some brow or powwow on my migraines, have a go, because I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to write you later. Uh, Somebody wants to know if you can yodel for us. I cannot. I can't yodel. It's never, that was not my community thing. In fact, how, we, how, we however, like the, the, the Amish who yodeled were so worldly, y'all. That just was taking it too far. That's what I was taught. I, I, what I can, what I can do, I can't, I can't yodel for you, but I can direct you to YouTube, uh, and my, my, uh, it's not immediate family, but I'm related to them, uh, on my dad's side, um, the Brandenburger gospel family, um, these are like my second or third cousins, um, and they do some, tr some, some more traditional, uh, music uh i don't know if they yodel though <laughs> but they would be swiss amish <laughs> yeah the swiss amish you know they were just so 
I'm, I'm and just I, saying, I, James. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and and let me just say, the Swiss the, the Swiss Amish are a lot more fun than German Amish. <laughs> really? Are you talking yeah. smack about us? About my German Amish? <laughs> German Amish, we're going to throw some shade because Swiss Amish are fun. <laughs> All right, I challenge you. We're going to play Dutch Blitz and figure out what you're at it. That's the challenge. <laughs> so anyways regardless so anyways yes <laughs> regardless of somebody wants to know have either of you ever played the game rook? oh i've yes. spent many 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 hours playing the game rook even when yes the post because I lived in some communities where we were allowed to play with cards and other communities where we were not. But I will tell you, I played a lot of card games. Yep. Rook and Old Maid, Mary. <laughs> Rook. Oh, no. We played, We played. Um, I believe the English call it assholes. You know, scum. What did you play? Like, you know, scum, where you have like... The president and the oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 you know what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and we weren't allowed to play blackjack but we could play twenty one oh wow so my my dad was cool and let let us play Clue and Battleship and we also had a Bible trivia game but I always left the table when they played that <laughs> I'm oh, like my. no I'm good I'm good <laughs> oh, no, we didn't. We didn't have a Bible trivia game because, you know, the other thing is, is sometimes, sometimes yeah. the Bible's just a fafiatish <laughs> book. But anyways, congratulations on getting your book out there. I am excited for that. I think it's amazing. I've read it, y'all. And I just want to say one of the things that James does and it always impresses me is that James sits there and writes these short stories that bring in some very important aspects of Amish culture. And yes, it's fiction, but it kind of gives the reader the idea of like, Hey, maybe this is something different. It's not, <laughs> and it's not necessarily like stereotyping. It's just an idea of like, this is like, sometimes this happens. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> it's beautiful. And I love that. Also, I love the sarcasm. I love like satirical types of humor. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. And you know, Mary, you're kind of amazing yourself. Your book is amazing. Your <laughs> podcast appearances are amazing. And if y'all have not seen our third season of Plain Rainbows, we totally kicked ass this year. We got Hooderites, we got Mennonites, we got all sorts of gay people up in there talking. And um, I would say that it was a pretty entertaining season this year, Mary. <laughs> it was very entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. How can I make a positive impact on the Amish women and children that I see in the town that I live in? Really, um, finding peace. If you um, go to the misfitamish.com, I'll put a link in the chat. But we have a whole list of tips that we have compiled for people who want to help. And um, there's two different places. But one is like, how can you help? There's a whole video we made with a panel on how to 
health? What are some of the things that people can do? And I really appreciate that question because truthfully, people do want to help. Sometimes they just don't know how. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we have that information out there. And then the second link is going to be, and I'm going to share, is going to be the resources because we've created these resources that you are able to download and print and even just read them to help you understand better how to help and how to be supportive for Amish women and children around you. So thank you. Anyways, these Simeon Hexa. <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> well, why you got to tell the world you're hexing people? Anyways. <laughs> Now, this book is just a, a, a short, it's only like 40 pages long, right, James? Like, it's a short read, but it's a good read, and it's, like, really cool to kind of see what happens. And then you threw in the twist at the ending, and I was just like, wait, why did you do that? <laughs> why did you do that? Kenda says, Amish, Rook, and Dutch Blitz sounds like Black people playing spades, fights, break out. Well, we're not going to talk about that, though. But I'm pretty sure there's been some real physical fights about it. <laughs> Dutch Blitz. Yes, I love Dutch Blitz. Dutch Blitz, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not sure what you mean, finding peace. With that being said, would you like to wrap this up? Do you have any parting words if people don't have any more questions? Yeah, uh, you. Uh, we are having a book party next Sunday at 8 p.m. here at the Universe Building in Detroit. Uh, you can buy the book on Amazon. Uh, there's a link below, uh, Long Lost Friend. Uh, so you can search that on Amazon and that will take you there. Uh, but yes, next Sunday, uh, 8 p.m. book party. Um, you'll be able to purchase copies of Long Lost Friend. Uh, the amazing author, Peter Werby, is going to be reading from his new uh, collection of essays called Eat the Rich and Other Interesting Ideas. Oh, so oh, that sounds interesting. So, you know, bless you, Peter Werby, for agreeing to do this with me. Um, and um, we're going to have some food and it's going to be free and we're going to have a lot of fun. So if you can join us in Detroit. Next Sunday, you are more than welcome to come. There's a Facebook event if you want more information on that. And the book itself is available on Amazon. Thank you to my publisher, Alien Buddha Press. Thank you to Mary for helping me get the word out on this book. And I hope you enjoy reading it as much as I enjoyed writing it. Oh. So you're going to have a book signing on Sunday. Links below in the, in the video description. I've also linked it in the comments for you. If you want to read some satirical humor, it's a very short read. It's a really great, great read. Go check out James's book. Also, Jacob says I like free food, but Detroit is a long distance <laughs> from me. I thought he was going to say 
I like free food, but Detroit is a long distance for an Amish like me. <laughs> yeah, that means you got to hire a van. <laughs> you got to hire a van. <laughs> yep. So with that being said, I'm going to um, bring this to an end. Thank you so much, James, for giving me Thank the you, honor of pre-reading Thank your you, Mary. Thank you, everyone. I think it's amazing. I think that having these conversations about hexing and medical care. Ooh, I got one more thing to say about that. Have you ever seen people being anointed? Like people who were chronically ill and they had medical conditions and they would anoint them. Did you ever see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fairly common. But anyways... On that last note, I'd like to thank all of you for listening and engaging. I appreciate you. I'd like to thank our Patreon subscribers for helping us bring this to you and for allowing us to have the ability to give you these conversations. We appreciate you. And y'all have a good night. Remember, you're enough. You deserve healthy happiness and joy in life. <music>